Oh, well, shucks, how are ya? Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. Why our dog will not stop farting today. True crime. <laughs> She's been really letting him rip. <laughs> Urban legends. And the haunted Rachel Ray dog food that my dad gave us for our dog, and it makes her fart. It really does. We talk about everything <laughs> spooky related. Yeah, and our farts just ghosts of food. Well, every yeah. single every uh, every single week since 1943, Lindsay and I will both research a topic separately. Lindsay will go to Rachel Ray's house and ask her why her food is so farty, and I will go to the Food Network test kitchen and try to steal all the food Rachel Ray has made. And then we reconvene back in our house and discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you for the first time ever on Earth. So we kind of listen with you. Yeah, we sure do. And this week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to Rachel Ray. <laughs> well, then I'm going to rhyme it and dedicate mine to Bobby Flay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I really do like Bobby Flay. I used to not. And I don't know, it really wasn't based on anything at all. I just used to not like him. I'm a Bobby Flay fan. But then I've learned, yeah, that it's like, hey, why don't you like Bobby Flay? And I thought, huh, huh. don't know. I don't right. know. And he's perfectly fine. But now... <laughs> I have a problem with Rachel Ray. Well, yeah, because she made her food farty. Not, yeah, like not only does she say yummo all the time. And oh, I didn't know she said that. She says yummo. Oh, boy. Uh, I want to know what type of sorcery she's involved with to make every single morsel of her dog food called Nutrish, which it's not, just full of farting energy for our dog. I don't know. She's had some human sounding farts <laughs> in this room. It's been weird. It has been weird. I had to uninstall and reinstall Audacity. Our dog's been farting. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. Okay, well, whatever. Well, well what did we talk about last week? We talked about... And uh, while you're... While, while you're thinking about what we talked about, I am definitely not looking at our show notes from last week to figure out what we did talk about. You talked, talked about, about vampires. Yeah, and that JB55. Yep, that guy that got... Well, that poor farmer that got killed because he died of tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. And then the town was like, well, we better unbury him and make sure he's really dead. And then reburied him. <laughs> yeah. Poor JB. If you, okay, well, I want to ask you a question in a second. And then I talked about Area 51 raid. I gave uh, more updates on what's happening with that whole sitch. And then we talked about David Bowie and stuff like that. And then there was a small Thunderbird sighting in Arizona. Yeah. Now, if someone were to bear, unbury you, your remains, mm -hmm. and then because they thought, oh, well, she, you know, I knew her a little bit and I'm pretty sure she's a vampire. So we just got to dig up her bones and then reassemble them somehow. How would you hope that someone would reassemble your bones to make sure you didn't come back to life? Well, I think that first people would unbury me and be like, whoa, I've never seen so much Gucci in one place because <laughs> I would just be buried with a lot of Gucci wear. Um, yeah. And then maybe they would. Well, hold on. Yeah. You can't just say stuff and then move in carelessly like that. There's... Well, there's nothing else to say. We all know We're... that it, that's what I want. Well, who would give you the Gucci? Which is my favorite phrase. I don't know. Give me the Gucci. I'll start a GoFundMe or something before That's, I do. That says throw Gucci in my <laughs> throw throw Gucci in my coffin when I die. You can't come to my funeral unless you got Gucci. I like that a lot. Okay. Mm. So they would go, Holy smokes, look at all this Gucci. Right. Okay. You'd probably steal all of it. Yeah. Unless I cremated it with me and my ashes were just the the red, green, and white. Remnants. <laughs> and like some gold in there. Yeah. So they'd be like, yeah, I think she burned herself with a bunch of Gucci wear. Um, okay, but say you weren't they... cremated. Okay. And you were just head to toe and like, you know, a lot of people don't really comment on the drip of cadavers, but say yeah. people are like, wow, this dead lady got that drip. That Gucci drip. Yeah. So yeah. then how would they assemble your bones or reassemble them? To make sure that I didn't come back and eat them. Uh-huh. Hmm. As a vampire. I don't know, like maybe put a bunch of rocks in my Gucci fanny pack to like keep me in there, keep me weighed down. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. <laughs> and maybe just like some, I don't know. I don't really don't know how they're going to keep me, keep me down, you know? Well, what, well, then let me ask you this. What shape do you think your bones would need to be placed in for you to like not even bother trying to reassembling or to reassemble your own bones? Maybe they put me in like the dabbing oh. position. 
Or like I'd be in like mid floss position because I was flossing really hard. And then they're like, well, we're going to stop that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, back in the day, like I said, they'd put dirt in someone's mouth. Maybe they'd put like Gucci coins in my mouth. Yeah, that'd be okay. Choking on them Gucci coins. (laughs) Okay. Don't say that too much. (laughs) Then out loud. I don't know. How about you? How would they keep you in there? Just smash my bones. Oh. They would just they would okay. take my bones out and then run like lay my bones out on a on a some flat surface mm-hmm. and drive a steamroller over them and just completely in there. yeah completely and totally obliterate my bones. Why didn't okay they don't want these vampires to come out and bite you. Yeah. And they would put things in the vampire's mouth. They were totally missing the opportunity of just take their legs. Yeah, you know what? Cuz it's going to take them a long time to crawl out of there and crawl around like a zombie. And you know what? Nothing. Just take their legs. <laughs> just take their and legs. And if they come up and try to bite you, you just push their head away with your foot. Well, wasn't that the first zombie that, what was his name from The Walking Dead? Not Coral, but the dad, Rick. Yeah. Rick. Wasn't that the first classic Rick move that Rick did in The Walking Dead? It was that zombie crawling on the ground. I think he just left it because it was like, oh, it's it's crawling around. Yeah, and nothing is it. nothing is less intimidating than a than like a really well dressed vampire crawling on the ground with right who's been yeah whose legs were stolen. Yeah, see, perfect. Take their legs, or like zombie apocalypse, just get rid of their legs, or take out their teeth when they're in skeleton form. Just remove all their teeth, so then they they might not notice at first, and, and then, then they'll walk up to you like, and you get a gummy. You. Yeah, you get a gummy Ew. vamp. What, what's it called? A gummy vamp stamp on your neck. Ew. <laughs> Yucky. Anyways. Anyways. Well, I think you were first this week. I am first this week, and just for our listeners, I took out three seconds of the show where I took a very big sip of water, and now I'm ready to go. So, Linz, you're gonna think, great, I already got it figured out. Probably my topic for this week. Oh, yeah, that's what? exactly. Oh, I'm supposed to guess? Oh, yeah. Because I figured it out. Yeah. Area 51. Yes, but <laughs> so I think this is. I kind of can't wait for this to be over just so this isn't your topic every week. Well, here's the thing. It's not like I'm really not just kind of reiterating what's going on. There's a new this whole Area 51 thing has taken a pretty hard turn. Oh. And okay. Time Time Magazine. Have you ever heard of Time Magazine? Yeah. <laughs> Time Magazine is writing about it. Of and, course. But it's taken on a whole new thing. So Oh boy. The 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 guy who started all of this post. It was like June 27th or something of this year. Uh, his name is Maddie Roberts. And I'm allowed to say that because it was in Time Magazine. Yeah. So if I saw my, quick aside, if I saw my name for something that I had done in Time Magazine, I would be so scared. It's like, what did I do? It just makes me mad because it's like, how many times have we sit, like sat around and we're like, hey, we should make a raid for this or like just something similar and stupid. And this guy is now being published in Time magazine. He sure is. And his name is Maddie Roberts. Okay, continue. <laughs> well, you know what I'd like to say? Thanks, Maddie, because this has been really fun, at least for me, for the past few months. It's been awesome. You've so, been keeping Jordan alive, Maddie. I just think Congratulations. it's... I think it's so fun. And Maybe then, we can get Maddie to listen to our podcast. Hey, if anyone knows Maddie Roberts, the... <laughs> Internet, I hesitate to say celebrity, but the internet person or human being who went on the internet and said, yeah, let's just do this thing as a joke. Please let him know that we've been talking about him and his fun idea for a very long time. And Maddie, if you want to be on the show, if you want to call my phone, we'll talk to you on the show if you want. (laughs) Uh, But that's just wishful thinking on our part. So Maddie Roberts was like, okay, this probably won't really happen. So he even admitted it, which, okay, good for you, Maddie, because you're probably right. It probably won't happen. But what he wants to do instead of this during the exact same time period, can you guess? Have a festival? Maddie Roberts wants to have alien stock. I knew it. I knew this was going to turn into a (laughs) festival. But here's the thing. There's a lot of issues with just wanting to have a festival kind of close by to Area 51. One would say the government. Okay, sure, maybe. But what Maddie wants to do is have the first ever alien stock in the same year as the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. 
Because I think we were we were already talking about that last week with David Bowie and Tupac. Yeah. He wants to have it in a of town. Of Woodstock or of oh, well, Moon Landing? The Moon, or sorry, the Moon Landing and um, Woodstock, I guess, is oh, the 50th okay. anniversary. So it's like double trub. It's dub trub. Okay. So Maddie wants to have this festival. Well, I'm not going to say this festival. I'm going to give it more credential. Alien stock. Yeah. In Rachel, Nevada. So Rachel, Nevada is 20, approximately 27 miles north of Area 51. And it's the closest town to the Air Force facility to Area 51. Rachel, Nevada. Okay. And Rachel, Nevada is now set to house alien stock from September 19th to the 22nd of September. Okay. So go to alien stock as opposed to the raid. Yes. Which seems a little bit less destructive. Yeah. Okay. People in uh, Rachel, Nevada are nervous and mad about about this. Well, yeah. Lindsay. But I just want to say right now, I feel like Maddie has already listened to our podcast because we've already discussed what foods to bring, what attire to wear, Hot and dogs. what concerts will be going on. So I feel like we've already made alien stock. He just stole our ideas. You know what, Maddie? We'll say this now. We will happily be consultants uh, <laughs> if you're looking for ideas, for food, for merchandise, for artists to have, for whatever. Lindsay and I will happily and enthusiastically be alien stock consultants. And I think we would do a really good job at that. Maybe. No, no. You're supposed to say, yeah, for okay, sure. Okay. Yes, I mean. Because Maddie's going to hear it and he'll be like, well, yeah. they don't sound too sure. They're... Well, because I think Maddie already listens to our podcast because he stole our ideas. Lindsay, the people of Rachel, Nevada are nervous and mad. And one of the reasons why they're nervous and mad is because can you guess the population in Rachel, Nevada? It's probably low because I've never even heard of Rachel, Nevada. Okay, it, it it is low. Yeah. Take a guess. Take a take a wild guess. I don't know, fifteen hundred. No, that's too high. Oh. <laughs> you want me to tell you? Yeah, I'm waiting. It's one hundred. Well, then what are they nervous about? They're like. Well, they're just also they leave town for that weekend. They're also nervous because can you guess how many businesses exist None. in Rachel, Nevada? None. One. Like the grocery store? No, there's not even a grocery store How in do they Rachel, get Nevada. Their food? They drive very far, very far. That seems terrible. There's one business in Rachel, Nevada, which maybe one of these days in our lives, maybe we will go to this place. Fireworks? Nope. Uh, Take two more guesses. Pharmacy. It is not a pharmacy. Uh, drugstore. Same as a pharmacy, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Take one more. Take Just one more name. guess. Um, <laughs> Coles. <laughs> You know what? You actually got it. The There's only one Kohl's in Rachel, Nevada, <laughs> and they have actually a surprisingly good selection of like uh, perfectly fine K-Swiss tennis shoes, huh. uh, Tony Hawk t-shirts. So what's the one business? One very small hotel oh. called the Little Alien Hotel. Okay, so I feel like it's kind of a, they're asking for alien stock to happen. Sure. Well, I'm going to give you a spoiler. They're kind of not asking for it to happen. It's just the closest town. And also, guess how many rooms exist at the little Alien Hotel? Five. There's only 10 rooms. Well. There's only 10. Now. Bring your campers. You might also be asking, is there cell phone service in Rachel, Nevada? I'll answer the question for you. Not a lot. It's very, I would imagine. Very little. Just like the little Alien Hotel. Hmm. Uh, the closest grocery store to Rachel, Nevada, or just to Rachel, anybody you know named Rachel, is 50 miles away. That's a hike. You got to so, stock up. You got to be good at grocery shopping, which we are not. No, we're not. Like some people would go to the grocery store and they get the whole week's worth of groceries. Meal planning. Like yeah. I, I'm friends with a few people, or at least I follow a few people specifically on Instagram who always show their meal prep for the week. It makes me exhausted. It makes me exhausted, but it also makes me think like, why don't we meal prep more? But then I think, uh, kind of don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just is, that, is well, that an okay answer? Like, see, we'll be sitting around at 8.45 on a Friday night and we're mm -hmm. like, probably want some cookies. We go get some cookies. We come home. <laughs> yeah. Not the most efficient way to grocery shop, but it works. And everyone's like, well, why don't you just use DoorDash or Postmates or or uh, salad throwing or whatever the one app is where they throw a salad at your house. Mm -hmm. But they upcharge you a lot on delivery stuff. So yeah. it's like, I kind of just, but yeah. we also don't live 50 something. Okay. And Rachel, Nevada, do they have Postmates? Can you order something 50 miles away? Yeah. And the delivery charge is $7,000. Oh my gosh. I want to do that there. 
go to Rachel Nevada and then do be a delivery driver. That's not bad. And like, you know, those people might pay it because they're like, I really don't want to drive over like an hour to the grocery store. That's very long way to drive just for kale. I know, but if you're making like at least like 200 bucks to deliver groceries to someone. Yeah. All you got to do is make a couple trips a well, week and, and you're set. And if you think to that, you know, say there's there's roughly 100 people that live in Rachel, 200 bucks a, a pop per person. That's a lot of money. I'm going to go do it for Alien Stock. Oh, just do Postmates? All those people, all those rich celebrities, you know, festival in. What do you think the most well-known celebrity would be to attend Alien Stock? Mm, Not a musician. I don't think the Kardashians will go. No, too hot. Yeah. Um. Who would go? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like that might be something like maybe Nicolas Cage would show up at. No, too, okay. high, too high up there. Really? I'm thinking young, like maybe like kids, kids of celebrities. Like you got Bruce Willis's daughter who's oh, like yeah. a singer or whatever, but like she's like kind of a celebrity. People know who she is, but like Kinda. the younger generation. Yeah. It's the Olsen twins no show. That's why I don't want to go because I only go where they go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like uh, the the coals up the street. I want a Michelle Tanner stock. That would be cool. Everyone, Everybody dresses only... like a twin. Oh, I was going to say you're only allowed to go if you are a twin. But I like dressing as like you. You have to dress as Michelle Tanner. Yeah, that'd be all right. Cool. I'd go. I'd dress like Michelle Tanner. I've, I've needed an excuse to get some overalls. I'll start a Facebook group saying Michelle Tanner Fest. Okay. Dress the, like Michelle. The day after Alien Stock. Yeah. Okay. So on September 23rd, we can, uh, everyone is safe to assume that in, would it be in uh, Rachel, Nevada or, or will no, it be somewhere else? Like New York or something. Like oh. right in the middle of the streets. In Times Square? Not blocking anything off. Yeah, because people just meander everywhere in New York anyway. So it's a hit or miss at Times Square. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, okay, so the closest grocery store and gas station 50 miles away. What about the closest hospital in case someone gets heat stroke or they get dehydrated in the desert? No, you just go. Two and a half hours away. The closest so you have hospital. to get choppered into the hotel or the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that might be basically the only thing that we're able to do. Uh, or you get really good at medical stuff. <laughs> just like quick tourniquet <laughs> or quick whatever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So one resident of Rachel Nevada, whose name is, I think it's George, J-O-E-R-G, Arnu. George Arnu, okay, uh, who first bought property in Rachel in 2003, and he also runs the town's website, which I checked out. <laughs> it has a website. Is it a, like? Is there just one picture of the hotel on there, and then like the just desert background, and it's like, okay, thanks for visiting, bye. Do you remember Ebom's World? Yeah. It actually replaced Ebom's World. So there's like all oh. these funny vids of like cats playing piano. And then there's a little bit of info about Rachel Nevada. Okay. No, it's a, uh, it's mostly, it's a perfectly fine website. It's exactly what you would expect. Right. If that makes you feel any better. George said this, quote, the locals are not on board. Nobody asked us and we don't appreciate anyone threatening to take over our town, end quote. Uh, he also said, which I, I made this a separate note in my notes because I thought it was funny, quote, I'll do anything in my power to prevent this, end quote. Well, this is the thing I don't understand. Okay, obviously they want to live in a remote area. I That's totally understandable. That's your cup of tea. That's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But like you said, they don't have even a hospital there. So like maybe if you bring people in, sometimes change needs to happen. And like maybe you'll get a hospital built. Okay, I didn't even think about this. So you're thinking of somewhat long-term effects after having an alien stock in Rachel that you're maybe... Bringing attention to it so it's like oh, you could hey. build up the the town's infrastructure yeah and tourism but i could get that the people there don't want that i mean that's a problem all over the world is people don't want things to change but it is mm -hmm. you're absolutely right i mean what if the second business in rachel second business maybe a grocery store a gas station so it's in town third business coals <laughs> you know what this is a really rachel heavy episode it is a rachel heavy episode there's rachel Nevada. it's all lining up it's all you know in the stars what else what else is rachel ray rachel oh, nevada i didn't even think about it's that. all lining up there needs to be one more rachel that we discuss on the show we have a rachel conspiracy going on 
yeah, if there's at least one more Rachel that we mentioned that just kind of happens naturally, then I think there is a Rachel conspiracy going on. I don't on. think my topic has a Rachel, but... Well, not yet. Okay. Oh, there's also not a fire station. I made sure to write that down. <laughs> so the the people of Rachel, Nevada have two ideas to stop this thing. One, which to me makes the most sense, is they close down State Route 375, which I believe is one of the only roads that goes directly through Rachel, Nevada. Uh, it's also called the Extraterrestrial Highway, which is very fun. See, okay, I'm sorry, Rachel. The, t- the town of Rachel. Yeah. You're asking for alien stock. Mm-hmm. You have an extraterrestrial highway. You what? You have an alien-themed hotel. And that's it. And that's really all they have. And you're surprised they want to have a alien stock at, in your place, because in your by Area 51. Well, and I also think like you're surprised that teenagers these days want to take advantage of uh, open land and like kind of ruin ruin a little bit of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, boy. Uh, Their second option is requiring a bond of up to $5 million to hold all the people who go to the concert responsible if they leave a bunch of trash behind or if they, like, demolish the natural land. So they find them. So they need to have volunteers that are going to clean up after this festival. Mm -hmm. Or if they don't, they get 5 million buckaroos and then are finally able to build a Coles. Finally. (laughs) Yeah, what what did they want with $5 million? Probably to build a very small gas station <laughs> so they don't have to drive 50 miles to go get gas. Because if you forget to get gas and you have 45 miles until you're empty... You die in the desert. You're out, you're out of luck. You're P.O.L. Poop out of luck. Yeah. So people are estimating 5,000 to 25,000 people to attend alien stock. Now, that's a pretty wide margin. Yeah. Uh, So you hope for five and you really hope for not 25,000 people. One benefit is that you do not need a ticket. You can just kind of go. That's not going to work because if they get performers, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that they're Mm -hmm. trying to raise money to pay the performers, but then people can just kind of go if they want. You don't need a ticket. Maddie Roberts is also trying to supply free water to the attendees and line up some food vendors. One can only hope that there's a White Castle or something. (laughs) And Maddie Roberts' friend Brock Daly is also one of the organizers. Now, Brock Daly is a real name. Brock Daly. Brock Daly says, quote, We're not really about it for the money. We're standing in front of a huge potential movement. End quote. I mean, I guess, like you're quite literally... For what? Uh, to prove that the government has things we, we don't know about? No, I think the movement is just to sort of dance around in the desert where you're probably not going to have enough water for everybody. Um, So basically just go to Coachella. Yeah, just go to Coachella and bring a little bit less water. <laughs> and then you can kind of replicate what it's like at Alien Stock. Linz, can you guess this, the, the genre of music that they're after for Alien Stock? Well... I don't know, maybe like 60s, 70s? No, EDM for sure. 100% EDM. So it's it's like uh, Electric Forest Festival. Yeah, but this would be more so instead of Electric Forest. Dry desert. Yeah, (laughs) inhospitable desert. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for the M. Night Shyamalan style twist to this story? Yeah. Okay, Connie West, resident of Rachel, Nevada. Her and her mom are the co-owners of the Little Alien. Yeah. Now, Connie West is trying to help organize this event. Well, because she'll get her 10 rooms booked up. So she's trying to do it to book all of her rooms and, you know, God forbid, make a little bit of money. But she's also trying to do it to protect Rachel and make sure that they can do it in a smart way. Well, that's good. I agree. She also said... Quote, I can't wait until it's over, end quote. (laughs) So around... I want your money, but I really can't wait till you leave. Yeah. And you know what? I really... I I feel that a lot. I agree with that a lot. So Connie is blocking off 35 acres around the hotel, and she has already rented out 300 parking spots for people to park and set up a, a tent. She's rented out 30 spots for RVs. I guess these are already rented. And wouldn't you know it, big surprise, all of the 10 out of 10 rooms are already rented uh, for <laughs> for that weekend. You know, most of the people involved in this story, aside from Connie and Maddie, have very unique names. Yeah. Here's a name, the representative of the Board of Commissioners for Rachel Nevada, Bevan Lister. Mm. Bevan. Bevan says, quote, if attendees conduct themselves with some dignity and respect for the area and its people, there will likely be a good time enjoyed and little issue, end quote. 
I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, is it is it safe to assume that everyone's going to destroy it? Or is it safe to assume that, well, they might take care of it? I think it's not a bad idea because I relate it to, like, say, the Mothman Festival. And that town really doesn't have a lot going on. It's, mm-hmm. you know, very just a tiny little town. It's a TLT. It's a TLT. And... <laughs> This Mothman Festival brings in, like, what, Jeff Wamsley, the owner of the Mothman Museum, he told us, like, it brings in, like, 30,000 people. Yeah, there were people going to the Mothman Festival from Australia and Japan. Yeah, so, like, all those little businesses, like, we stopped in a little coffee shop and they have Mothman stuff up because all those little businesses probably survive on, like, that weekend alone. Oh, yeah, I bet you if you were to, like, chart... If you were to chart their analytics, there would be a significant spike in profit during the Mothman Festival. Yeah, and then the rest of the year, it's like they can have just their usual customers and, you know, it's really quiet. So it's like at least they made a good chunk of change for that. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, maybe this could be a positive thing for Rachel Nevada. Yeah. And throughout this entire episode so far, I've said Nevada and Nevada. I don't know which one I like better. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to say Nevada because I have to think about it less and I've been avoiding it because I feel like it makes me sound like I'm from Cleveland even more so. We're from Cleveland. We always will be. Yeah, we are. Sorry, <sighs> everybody. So I went to the Rachel Nevada, see, I learned, uh, website, and I took a screenshot of their homepage. And there, <laughs> I'd like to read what it says. Okay. Or at least a little bit. It's very funny because this is literally right on the homepage of rachel-nevada.com. September 20 event. Please read. With the social media attention this event is getting, we want to clarify a few points for those not familiar with the area. Other than the Little Ailey Inn, a small bar, restaurant, motel, there are no services in Rachel. There is, and this is in bold, no gas and no store. Just no store in general. Not one. The inn is booked for that weekend. If you plan on attending the event, you must be experienced in camping, hiking, and surviving <laughs> and surviving in a harsh desert environment and have a vehicle in good shape. You must be prepared to completely uh, to be completely on your own for food, water, gas, etc. We expect cell service and the internet and Rachel to be offline. Also, no credit cards, so please bring cash. Uh, it goes along. It talks about how there are going to be crooks there, so lock your vehicles and blah, blah, blah. At and least they're just being safe. I agree, and I, 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 I think it's really good because they're honestly covering their own butts. Because you know a bunch of kids are going to go and like probably die of heat exhaustion. <laughs> I, I hate to laugh at it, but it's like... But it's true. You know, uh, survivalists aren't keeping up with the Area 51 raid. Yeah, all the all the old contestants from Alone aren't going to go there and be like, record themselves sleeping in the desert and listening to Skrillex. Yeah. Well, if anyone is going to go to Alien Fest or Alien Stock, I forget it because I set my phone down. And when it's not in front of me, I forget everything that I was supposed to know. Please take photos, live stream it if you want, even though there might not be cell phone service. But most importantly, and I mean this sincerely, please just be safe. Absolutely. And if you're going to camp, uh, just be smart. And there might be desert desert demons. So please be careful. Well, that's all I have, Lindsay. Nice. Uh, thanks. I'm well, excited about it. And I didn't know that that was going to happen uh, from the whole idea of having a raid. But there might be a music show. <laughs> well, should we uh, tidy up this dust bowl uh, with <laughs> some haunted housekeeping? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we will see each and every one of you in the dusty, crusty haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. This week's Haunted Housekeeping, we want to give a little shout out to a really cool convention that is going to be taking place in Ohio that we are going to do our first live show at. It is called Midori Con, which I found out Midori means green. Oh, good. I think because they like upcycle things and they are very community related and all that stuff. And they only eat grass. And they only eat grass. But it's a full weekend, Friday through Sunday, of just all things really nerdy. I mean, there's Mario 
Mario Kart races, there's events, there's shows. Obviously, we're going to be performing there. There's artists, there's all sorts of things. It looks like a really fun time. Midori Con is September 13th through the 15th at Deer Creek State Park, right outside of, I almost said beautiful, right outside of pretty nice Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about Midori Con, follow along. Heck, even get a ticket or two. Uh, you can go to midoricon.com. That is M-I-D-O-R-I-C-O-N.com. Or go to their Instagram or their Twitter or their Facebook just by searching up Midoricon. Yeah. Um, one cool thing that I'm really excited about is that there are going to be real live wolves there that you can pet and kiss on their little faces. That's absolutely true. Now, Lindsay and I have been using a special type of toothpaste and lip gloss just to get our lips ready and our <laughs> mouths ready to kiss sweet little baby wolves on the mouth. So again, that's MidoriCon. Head to their Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook, or even go to their website. If you want to come and see our first live show ever and meet us and hang out with us, I guess that sounds weird to say, but that's a thing. You absolutely can. There are still rooms available. And heck, again, you can even cosplay as your favorite, I don't know, Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, and you it's great. You can get a day pass and just spend the day there. Or if you want a full weekend, you can get a full weekend pass. It's not expensive and you can book a room. The the place that it is at, the Deer Creek State Lodge, is absolutely beautiful. There's tons of things to do outside, within the convention, outside of the convention. Just go check it out. There's even a pool. So, hey, you can jump in it. Maybe you just like swimming and that's all you want to do. That's fine. Come to Ohio. Get your dip on. <laughs> Our show is also a proud, supportive, enthusiastic, and jubilant member of the Scavengers Network, super top secret, but not really, family of podcasting buddies and friends. You can find our podcast or many other wonderful podcasts at scavengersnetwork.com. Um, you can also find us on social media at Spooky Spouses, or if you want to surf the Scav fam, you can do at Scavengers Network. And we also have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and help support the show help support the network and help us create fun and exciting content for each and every one of you absolutely so hey you can donate a dollar all the way up to seven thousand dollars but not over seven thousand no it stops there please a cap at that yeah just chill <laughs> hey eli do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Why did you look shocked? I don't know because I was waiting for you to say something because you usually say something like really like really engaging but also something a little bit threatening in a way uh, but you didn't and Lindsay said welcome back and then with her middle finger and her thumb traced the outline of her pop filter so I was like waiting for you to be more it, it, I it did looked like very, evil genius move yeah it looked diabolical well anyways my topic has nothing to do with aliens Oh, weird. Really? <laughs> Wait, speaking of Evil Genius, do you remember that show on Food Network called Sweet Genius? Uh, kind of. With that, that French oh, pastry it, chef. It's like Ron Ben Israel or something his name is. And he's actually like a really good pastry chef. But that show was just really, really unusual. It was super, super weird. But... <laughs> um. I mean, funny you bring up food because that kind of relates to my topic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Donner Party. Oh, boy. So when you said it, 
is about food. And I guess every, <laughs> human beings... It depends on what kind of food you... Yeah, human beings kind of are food. Well, if you don't know much about the Donner Party, I'm just going to kind of briefly go over it really quick. In April 1846, a group of pioneers that came to be known as the Donner Party departed Springfield, Illinois, and headed for the Mexican province of Alta, California. Mindful of the severe cholera epidemic across the nation and a lingering consequences of the financial panic in 1837, they basically headed west and it was not good. Yeah, I think one could say, at least if you know about the Donner Party, one could say that it was extremely not good. Yeah, so they were found kind of stranded. They got caught in the Nevada mountains. Um, It was really cold and snowy. In the Nevada mountains? Oh, by Rachel? Right by Rachel? (laughs) It is a Rachel conspiracy. You know what I just realized? Is that the third Rachel we have. It's a Sierra Nevada mountain, so I don't think it's by Rachel. Oh, that's okay. But I was going to say that Molly has a toy named Rachel. She does. It's a shark. It's a giant dog-sized shark (laughs) named Rachel. But yeah, they basically became snowbound in the Sierra Nevada mountains. People went out for help. They got hungry. They started resorting to eating each other. But... Kind of what my topic is about is kind of the interesting facts that maybe people didn't know about the Donner Party. Is that from the Don? and now this is just a guess, from the Donner Party came the first Michelin-starred chef because of their ability to prepare extremely well-cooked human. That's just my guess. No, they, oh. <laughs> they, could, they didn't do that. It's <laughs> huh, weird. I just kind of figured it kind of lined up timeline-wise. Well, side note, before I get into it, did you know that it was actually the Donner slash Reed party? Oh, come on. Yeah, there were two, and husband and wife, James and Margaret Reed, (laughs) and they went along with the Donner party. Is it... Is it the real, like the the historical spelling of Reed, or is it like... R-E-E-D. Oh, come on. (laughs) So that means... That means quite Your family literally, might ate some people. Hey, don't say you're in it now, too. <laughs> uh, so, so that means that quite literally, you and I both have connections to people who were a part, who were a part of the... Not maybe. That's real. <laughs> we have part of the people who were in the Donner Party. Maybe. Who was... Was it a Reed, <laughs> was it a reed or a Donner that, that, that did the first chomping? Okay. Well, let me get into it. So oh. the first fact that you might not know is that Abraham Lincoln almost went with the Donner Party. We could have almost have eaten Abraham Lincoln. The <laughs> yes. Reeds. What's your last name? I choose not to say. <laughs> oh, because uh, 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 an ancestor of mine ate Abe Lincoln. Okay, so Abe Lincoln and James Reed were really good buddies. Um, They had first met many years before they were messmates in the Black Hawk War. When Reed's business began to fail, uh, Lincoln consoled him and basically helped him out and said, you know, I know you're coming towards bankruptcy, so I'll help you out a little bit. And Reed was able to stash away some money and he was going to take his business to California. Do you know what the business was? Um, I don't, but, you know, back in the day, I just figured it was like he made shoes or something. <laughs> you know what? If that's because I really do like shoes a lot. So I hope he was a shoemaker. But I'm guessing it was pretty high up their business because if you're friends with Abraham Lincoln, then I think I think you got some high up friends. Who's who's the most famous person that you know that like your buddies with? At Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, we did hug him, so we are friends. Okay, that was easy. Okay, so, but anyways, he stashed away this money. He was going to go purchase land in California, start his business. So Lincoln was ready to go. His wife, at the last minute, talked him out of it. Good call. Because that's when Lincoln started entering, entering politics. Oh, okay. I thought she didn't want him to go because she was like, you smell too good. <laughs> like maybe someone would want to chomp you. No, but Lincoln was like, here's some money, Reed. Have a good one. Oh, man. Can you believe? This is if like for real. If they would have eaten Lincoln. Well, if they would have eaten, yeah, eaten Lincoln, that would not have been good. But this is this is for real. This is extremely exciting. Yeah. Okay. So the second fact that I have was that they basically got very, very bad directions. 
And Who's the person that gave him the directions? Was well, it a Schwarzlander? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, there was a bunch of wrong turns. Um, there was unmarked stuff that basically happened. Um, one of the chief culprits was Lansford Hastings. He was a California land promoter, and he wrote a popular book entitled The Immigrant's Guide to Oregon and California. But ah. he really never traveled these areas he wrote a he book claimed. about it yeah so he just made up a way to get there so okay. he like probably had like a half poor drawn map yeah and was like well i don't know they turn right at this river and then they do that <laughs> that would be so, like me writing writing a manual on how to fix cars basically they could have completely avoided like most of the mountain terrain but this <laughs> like book and map led them right into it cool book um people were already getting sick and hurt on the way there because it was you know just a bad map the it was map. bad directions hey uh i wonder if they if they were able to do yelp reviews and like they post a photo of them eating someone be like your map sucks i'm eating <laughs> i'm eating my buddy um so the next fact that i have was that it was often said that none of the survivors killed a living person to cannibalize their body that's good but there was a notable exception. Okay. <laughs> so, Remember? So at first they said, no, we never killed anyone. Ugh. But then later they were like, well, there was some. <sighs> okay. Great. <laughs> they had two travelers um, that were Native Americans and they came to help them. And they were like, hey, listen, we think you have bad directions because we kind of live out here. So let's help you. And it was Louis and Salvador. And they were helping all the Donner and Reed party and everybody else oh, in there. I already feel guilty. And when they got stranded in the mountains, things got a little crazy. They, and ate, they ate them? They ate the guides? They ate the guides. <laughs> what? A, okay. You know what? I always say that I don't feel very smart most of the time. And, you, and now I'm going to trace it back to this exact moment in history because you ate the guides? Yeah. Eat the person who said, hey, I found this awesome book that and has a map in it and it's supposed to be really good. Eat that one first for bringing the book. Well, he didn't go because he knew his map was garbage. <laughs> He just wanted to sell land in California. Well, Lansford yeah. was like, oh, yeah, here's a map to get there. I really don't know. Made all his sales in his book. And then he's <sighs> like, well, if they do get here, then I'm going to sell them a bunch of land. Well, I guess then if it was someone in the Donner Party or the Reed Party, whoever was gullible enough to buy that book, eat them first. Yeah, I would think I would have drawn straws and been like, OK, let's go the pros and cons of everyone here. Uh, Timmy. You're not very good at jumping. You do <laughs> wine the most, so you're kind of at the top of the list for lunch. Right. Ugh. So here they are. Big dreams. Ate the two most helpful people they could. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Abe Lincoln almost went. Didn't go. Like, this was just a disaster. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> And, like, I totally, like, I don't look at it as, like, I understand cannibalism isn't great. But when you're in survival and, say, people have died, people yeah. have passed. When you're in survival, yeah, you might have to, I mean, look at the soccer team that crashed on the airplane. Yeah, true. They did anything that they could to survive. And I would, like, in all seriousness, if I'm ever out traveling with anybody, even you, Lindsay, or especially you, I feel like you wouldn't do it. But if I say see you later, if I oh, I let people eat, if me. I kick it, yeah, you know what? If it if it means you're gonna survive for real, eat my body. Go ahead, eat me. <laughs> Chomp well, me up. They've already ate all the animals, so I mean, they they ate people. It was last resort. Really, I thought you... it wasn't like they just went out there and they were like, "All right, time to chomp." When you said it was last resort, for some reason, I thought you were gonna say it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the last fact that I have and the twist, I guess I have a midnight Shyamalan twist at the end okay. for you, but more males succumb to a higher rate of death sooner than females. During that thing? Yeah. The principal reason was that the mothers in the caravan made every effort to keep their families alive while the younger single men 
used more energy to like build shelters and stuff, they succumbed to death earlier on. Oh. So it's kind of creepy because it's like a bunch of women just eating men. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which right. I'm not, you know, entirely mad about. But no, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? And like, at least knowing the reads that I know now, I could understand how they're like, oh, maybe you just got to pass away really quick just first before, before everybody else so we can eat you. Yeah. Well, um, overall, the death toll was highest among the very young and the elderly. That makes sense to me. So, I mean, the children and the old people, which is really sad. It is sad. But, you know, it happens. So basically what happened was some of the people went out to basically get help. Okay. So people were left there. They got so hungry that, like I said, it was really kind of a last resort to eat people. They did everything they possibly could. They ate the ox that they had, the horses that they had. I'm sorry, vegans. I don't mean to make you sad, but they did it. And they would chew on bark and pine cones just to try to get them to feel like they were eating and trick their brains into sometimes the chewing and stuff would trick their brains but they weren't getting any nutritional value so i've heard about that too in survival situations like chewing on bark or like just chewing on like random plant fibers and stuff just to chew on something right and it can sometimes just keep your mind off of it you know yeah but then they're just like well we killed our guides and they were pretty good so we're gonna just eat everybody (laughs) else you know what we killed them first and ate them because their brains were so good and we were like well if you eat them then maybe you gain their knowledge and then you learn (laughs) well there was a a group of people that survived the entire family of the reeds and the breens wait the reeds survived they survived whoa and also the reeds were the only ones that did not eat human flesh so all the mean stuff I said about the reeds, I was just kidding around. They were the only ones. Who didn't eat people? They didn't eat people. I was going to say, because like oxen are, is it oxen for for more than one ox? I think so. Yeah, whatever. Ox, those, the, the big, the big ones, the big uh, cows version 2.0, they're huge. And that's a lot of meat. Yeah, but you're sharing it with a whole caravan of people. Sure. I mean, these are families upon families. Like, I think there was like, I don't even remember, 47 and only like... That's a lot of people. 19 came back. (laughs) But yeah, the Reeds and the Breens came back um, along with some other random stragglers. But the Reeds claimed that they never consumed human flesh and anybody else that survived with them advocated for them. So we're not cannibals. Well, that also could be something. It's like kind of like <laughs> when... But then the 70s happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like what was it? That one Chuck Palahniuk book, Haunted, where you do all the really, really, really bad stuff and then you get out back into society and you're like, oh, well, I'm probably never going to tell anybody that I did this bad stuff because that's your reality for that minute. Yeah. If I ended up eating people and I, ax- and I like two days later found civilization, I would not admit that I ate somebody. I'd right. go, oh, no, yeah, all the, the daughters. <laughs> it was actually kind of surprising how much they liked it. It was weird. Well, everybody claimed and they said they didn't. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you survived. So you had to survive somehow. And I kind of feel like because maybe James Reed was like rubbing elbows with Lincoln. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want that getting out that they actually consumed people. So they, they may have eaten people and they lied about it. You know what I'm going to say? How all the Reeds survived? They caught and ate butterflies. They ate the Donners. <laughs> yeah, they ate the Donners. Or they caught and ate butterflies, they which is have. which is perfectly In the harmless. Sierra Nevada mountains during yeah. a winter snowstorm. Yeah, that's when so that's when butterfly season is. Butterfly season. A lot of people don't know this, and that's okay because we're here and the monarch we're monarch party. Yeah, the monarch party is what they call it. <laughs> and you know, Lindsay and I are here because we're extre- We're probably painfully intelligent, and that's when butterflies flourish. Yeah, and that's uh, you don't need to look it up because it's true. Well, that's my story. That's like the tiniest little bit of the story of the Donner slash Reed party. You learned me something fierce. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm excited about that story. It makes me a little embarrassed, but I'm very happy about it. I think it's very funny. (laughs) Well, we supposedly didn't eat anyone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well. I bet you we did. We'll see how well that James and Margaret did once they got to California. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Well, Lindsay, would you like to take a voicemail from our spooky cold line? Yep. Okay, fine. Well, then so do I, and I don't care. This voicemail is from the flute-armed fancy man, Eli Chambers. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, me too. 
Hi, this is Eli from Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Molly. And my question is about a particular feature or or affectation of um, some folkloric, blood-sucking, shape-shifting things. So I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they were talking about the sukoyant, uh, which is a thing, I guess, in, like, French Caribbean traditions, which is um, <laughs> also known as a hag, H-A-G. Uh, it's in, like, Jamaica and the Bahamas and stuff. Um, it's basically a vampire, but can also turn into a giant fireball at night. Um, but one thing that it had in common with vampires, like in Western tradition or Chinese tradition, is that you can dispel it by just kind of throwing rice at it or putting a bag of rice near where you think it's going to be. And then it, it feels it, it, it has to count every grain of rice before it can stop counting rice. And I can't find any info on why that is a persistent myth across all of these different countries, counting rice or beans or lentils or barley, some small thing. They feel compelled to count them from start to finish before they can do anything else. So why y'all think that is? Why do y'all think that is? Thanks, bye. Okay, well, first things first, I would like to say that Eli used a lot of big words, and I'm not saying that I did not understand them. Yeah, I, you're not saying that you did understand them. Uh, wh- what? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question. Well, first of all, I didn't know that that was a thing. Neither did I. But I did think in my head, well, we're safe from demos and spirits and ghosties because we eat rice all the time. And we have a lot of rice that is uncooked in our house. Now, one thing that we did not do, we didn't do the rice at our wedding, did we? No. Yeah, so we couldn't have well, collected. it kills birds. It does kill birds. <laughs> you know, rice, uh, three things. Fills you up, kills birds, distracts spirits. Yeah. Which is good. So so half <clears throat> half okay. Yeah, most most of it's fine. Why do I think that is? I don't know. Like I feel like there's a lot of weird traditions that happen that it's like no one really has a good explanation for. It just kind of happens. Yeah, like but okay. But like maybe like okay, maybe they're like, well, we all know that ghosts are OCD. Sure. And they're going to get mad if you throw rice. Or beans they because like, they're going to want to pick them up because they're like, I'm not haunting in this mess. No, it's too messy. It's too messy here. This I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Or maybe they just really like counting. That's fine. I love counting. Like Count Dracula. That's well, then that's name. that's really that's actually really good. I think you kind of just uh, half court shot <laughs> uh, swish. Yeah, it's because they're Count Dracula. A one. Well, how does Count Dracula count? Uh, do you really want me to do it? Yeah. Okay, then you have to do it okay. as well. Okay. I think it's... Oh, I'm really embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> One. <laughs> One, two, three. Isn't that it? Isn't that how we do it? That's that? really good. Is it? It's way better than mine. Okay, that's fine. I actually, I'm also not convinced that that's how he sounds, but... Three grains of rice. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> But I, I I do remember growing up that Count Dracula was one of my favorites. He just loved numbers, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay, so here's the thing. This is not sad time uh, or anything. but So I have some obsessive compulsive things, and I do like to count a lot. So if I know if I were a ghost, I would probably clean up the rice or the beans in a very particular way. And then I would take them home and maybe cook them. Maybe, yeah, maybe they just want to cook it. Maybe they're like, I got a good stir fry recipe. Why are you throwing this rice all over the place? I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to scare you. I'm going to take the rice home. Maybe, yeah, I have a good, I have a good recipe for uh, something that something that sounds uh, smart and like I know what food is, and and it requ- and, and it calls for 188 distinct grains of rice. Mm. So I need to make sure because if you don't have it, then it's like okay, well I need to. They're they're just keeping track of how much rice they have for how much of this recipe they're able to make at home okay i'm thinking of it in like a weird way of like okay maybe rice okay they're demons or beans or beans yeah okay so maybe that's the food of the underworld rice and they're like i then maybe that's like you're offering to it like if you were to throw that at them they were like oh 
okay, they kept me away because they offered me the underworld food and I'm going to take it down there and we just make stir fries all day. Well, here's the thing. If you throw, so there there are a lot like, what is it? Uh, red beans and rice. Mm-hmm. I like red beans and rice. I can see the devil eating red beans and rice. Well, it's utilitarian. It's cheap. It's filling. It's good. It's easy to make. And they got all that fire down there. They probably got like big old walks and stuff. Oh, I'm sure they do. Or like really powerful. What's the one uh, company with the elephant? Zoji Rishu or something where oh, they I was had... going to say Benihana. <laughs> oh, well, it's not Benihana. <laughs> but like those like really fun rice cookers and stuff. They probably have a... T- I-, I bet you in the underworld, they have a pretty stocked kitchen. Yeah. With really fun kitchen tools. The Benihana of the underworld. Uh, they make the volcanoes like erupt and oh, stuff. Oh, like the onion volcanoes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, those are fun. We haven't been to one of those. Did we? Have you and I ever gone to one of those? No, like, I think I've only gone to like maybe twice. No, we went with um, our friends Karen and Joel. We went camping with them. Oh yeah, we did. That was like our day out in civilization. Yeah, and we went to like a Benihana style <laughs> hibachi place. Yeah, we did. I remember I would so funny. Joel is a mountain of a man and I tried to help him like set up a raft or something and I felt like I was just kind of being the <laughs> the the kid who holds the flashlight for, for their parent fixing a car. Yeah. I felt inadequate. But I was well, like we talked about how we hate when they throw the shrimp at your face. Oh yeah, we did. Oh yeah. Terrible. Catch this, idiot. And they throw a shrimp at your face. Yeah. Okay, so Eli, to answer your question, it's probably because the ghosts or the spirits that are doing the things are actual real life Count Draculas. Or work at a hibachi. Yeah, they work at a hibachi house, a Benihana, and they also need it for recipes that they cook in heck. Yeah. Wow, we're so smart. That's like the heck stock instead of alien stock. Heck stock? Heck stock. Big festival for heck. Well, yeah, it's a big. Okay, well then, Bring what's rice. what's the like cooking? As maybe it's maybe they're doing like a like a competitive cooking show in Heck. Sure. Top Heck, hecked <laughs> instead of chopped. Uh-huh. Uh, beat Bobby Heck. Um, <laughs> wor- worst cooks in Heck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting. I didn't know that was ever a thing. Me either. And now we know. Now we know. And now we're smarter than Eli. Mm. Nah, probably not. Okay. All right. Hey, we would like to thank Eli, the one who just called our called our phone, for also writing the music you heard at the beginning of our show, the middle and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli who does music. He knows big words and he also has flute arms. He does. We'd like to also thank everybody um, and all the wonderful podcasts over at scavengersnetwork.com. We also have a Patreon over there. Hey, we still got Molly magnets for sale. So listen up. Send us a little uh, DM <laughs> in our email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Um, you you can also find, find us on social media at spooky underscore spouses. Just give a shout out. Let us know that you're listening so we're not just talking to ourselves. And check out the Scavengers Network family. Hey, and speaking of the Scavengers Network family, we have just included a brand new show to the scavengers network called side character quest and it's a very fun show and it's wholesome and it's nice and fun and great so please be sure to find side character quest and start listening to some eps and that's slang for episodes and also we'd like to thank each and every one of you without you there is no us Uh uh-huh that's true and we appreciate you man molly's really been crying at me so until next week Please have a very nice week, but also like a little bit scary. Or a very rice week. Have a rice week. Yeah. Have a bean week. You know, cook some food with rice and beans. And uh, also, I don't know, like pretend you're a ghost or something. <laughs> <laughs> Get your best outfit ready for the not Area 51 raid anymore, the alien stock. Mm-hmm. Um, get ready for the Michelle Tanner Fest coming up sometime. Mm-hmm. And you know never. what's cool? <laughs> Did you say never? <laughs> oh, bummer. Um, you know what's nice, too, is that any of the outfits you wear for Alien Stock or the Michelle Tanner Stock, you can also wear to MidoriCon and come see our first live show and come hang out and play Mario Kart and check out a bunch of other fun things going on. Yeah, first live show. Very excited. Yes. Well, hey, until next week, we will see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye.
That's right. Can you make a? Can you really just up and down the loudness spectrum? That'll be fine, I think. Okay. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you know someone who is shy? Like, really, really shy? Listen to our podcast, Shelly Has Opinions, and you will get to hear five sisters try and guess their sister Shelly's opinion on a variety of silly topics. She's real shy. Best Muppet Dinner Companion, Haunted Houses, Street Performers, Motorcycle Sidecars. Check out Shelly Has Opinions every Tuesday, and you will hear our shy sister writhe in agony as we discuss the pros and cons on every topic that she doesn't want to tell us about, which is everything. Go to ShellyHasOpinions.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and I love you. Bye.